The following interview took place on October 21st, 2020, and is a copyrighted production of the Caller Radio Communications Group. Are you still saying and using antivirus? Really? Your moment in tech is next. October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, but every day we should be conscious of cybersecurity. Terminology is always changing in the world of tech, and meanings change as well. Candide Woost, Vice President of Cyber Protection Research for Acronis, and that's A-C-R-O-N-I-S dot com, is here to help clarify the differences between the old and new. So how about the words antivirus versus anti-malware? Yeah, there has been a lot of changes, of course, happening in the cyberspace. The term antivirus goes back to the early 70s, probably, when the first computer viruses appeared. Just like the biological version, it kind of needs a host, like a file or a boot sector, kind of on the PC itself or on the Macintosh, to infect. And whenever there is user activity, so someone's opening up the file, it would then start, spawn up, and infect other files. So just like the biological um, cousin, it's kind of bound to user activity, to spreading, and so on. And then in the 80s and 90s, where the first in-the-wild viruses appeared, like Elk Cloner, which was the first for Macintosh computer, followed by 1986, the Brain Virus, which was the first one for the MS-DOS, which was up in the wild, we saw an explosion, and of course, you needed a software to secure yourself, and that was the birth of antivirus. But then we also saw that a lot of new kind of threats came in. You had worms, which they just replicate over the network. So you only have one instance on a machine itself, and it would then start infecting other machines. Whereas a virus, you can have 20, 30 different viruses on one machine will be in each file that you have. And the third one, which kind of grew up, was the Trojan horse, back from the Greek mythology, right? You think you're getting a nice present, like a game or something, but while you're playing it, in the background, the virus, the Trojan horse, the worm, whatever the payload was, would compromise your machine. And you can already see by what I'm talking there, nowadays it kind of blurred the lines. So modern threats, which are sophisticated, they usually have a component of everything. They might be infecting files, they might be spreading over the network, they definitely want your credit card and your passwords. So it doesn't really make sense to say, oh, this is just a virus. And that's when the people came up with the term malware for malicious software. So technically, Anti-malware would cover a lot more than just viruses. But if we talk about kind of the normal media, then we see that antivirus usually refers to security products which can handle all of the threats out there. But technically, the more correct term would be anti-malware because we're talking about any of those malicious software threats that can do any of those payloads against your machine. And I think the main point is, no matter what it is called, you want to be sure that it's not on your machine. Okay, how about the differences between signature-based detection versus behavior-based detection? So signature-based detection is kind of like a list of fingerprints from the police, right? So in the old days where there were only a few dozens or maybe a few hundred viruses out there, you could simply have them analyzed, get the fingerprint from them, which is like a signature, and then whenever you see a new file, you check, hey, does that match any of my signatures that I have? Does it match any of of my fingerprints in my list. And that was good enough for the old days. But nowadays, on any given day, we see about 400,000 new malware. 
So on any given day, 400,000 new malware samples coming out. That means you would need a lot of new signatures every day, even if you have a bit kind of generic signatures, which can cover a few dozens or a few hundreds of malware threats. You would still need a lot of signatures. That's why people came up with, hey, maybe we should go for the behavior-based detection, which means we're going to let the malware or the process run and then identify what it's actually doing. If it's trying to steal your data, like your credit card, or if it's trying to encrypt all of your files, your Word documents and Excel sheets, then it's probably something you do not want to have on your machine, regardless if you have seen it before or not. So it's a lot more generic, and therefore it can catch threats that you have never encountered before, which is very good. So it's proactive compared to signatures, which are more reactive. You need to have it seen before, or at least some kind of a variation. The problem is there's also a higher chance of false positives which means that you think it's something bad and it's trying to encrypt all your files and you're trying to block it. And then it turns out it's just a full disk encryption software, which you are actually using to protect yourself. So there is pros and cons and good solutions actually use both techniques nowadays because signatures are very accurate. They can be applied very fast and you don't need to execute the malware, whereas behavior more generic, proactive, but it's your kind of last line of defense, right? It is running on your system. So you also need kind of to make sure that if it deletes something that you can restore it. So best is to get a multi-layered approach, defense in depth and cover you on all the different bases, which is exactly what we do in the Acronis solution, because in the end, again, you want to make sure that you can block any threat, no matter how it gets in, no matter what it wants to do on your system. Speaking more about Acronis, manual backup versus automatic backup. So backup, as in having a copy of your files, the ones you want to keep, being it the precious pictures from your vacations, but of course also the work document is very important. As we said, it could be that some ransomware is trying to encrypt it and then extorts you for some money, but it could also be that by accident you delete it, or maybe your son is deleting it by mistake, or maybe it's even a hardware failure of your hard drive. I mean, they still do occur. So for all of those, it's very good to have a copy. And back in the days, you would do manual backups, maybe once a week, every Friday, a copy of all your files. The problem is, well, what happens if you forget it? Or what happens if you don't copy the files that you actually needed? Because you thought, oh, I'm never going to use those presentation slides again. And now you realize, oh, I probably should have taken a backup of it. So that's when the solutions actually started to be automated. So they will automatically take a backup. Some do it daily. Some do it hourly. Um, Acronis even has a continuous data protection, which means we can monitor applications like Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint for any file that you save, that you create, and it will automatically be added to your backup and then saved away so that you're not losing a week, not a day, not even an hour of your work, but maybe just a few minutes of it. And that's probably the most important one because nobody has the time to recreate days of work, especially now where you have a lot of things to do anyway. So it's good to automate it. You don't forget about it. It runs in the background and fingers crossed you will never need it, but you know it's there and you can rely on to restore the data whenever you need it. And of course, should you ever need it, you can even have it in the cloud so that if your house burns down or you have a tsunami kind of flooding it, you still have a copy somewhere else 
where you can restore it once you have your machine back. So that's, in the end, the thing that you definitely should do because data is the kind of precious oil of the today's world, and therefore you also need to guard it. And for more information about Acronis, where should we go? You should go to acronis.com, so that's A-C-R-O-N-I-S.com, where you find all the information about our cyber protection product. And of course, you can also download a free trial to see how you can easily and efficiently protect yourself. Data protection is the key word for all of us to use. For your moment of tech, this is Jay Melnick.